Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to the 12 Days After Christmas. Today's episode that we are re-releasing is episode 21, We Build Boundaries, Not Walls. I think this is a very important episode at this time of year, especially when everybody's home visiting family for the holidays, because sometimes those are the people we have the hardest times connecting. So sit back and enjoy today's episode, and hopefully you can find the courage to start building those boundaries, not just with your partners, but with your families as well. You already know what time it is. Play that intro. Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to another episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. It's springtime. You know, um, we're leading into summer, it's getting warmer. Everybody is hopefully staying healthy and safe out there and we're all gearing up to actually be able to go out this summer, hopefully if uh, COVID dies down. As we transition into this warmer space, just remember, stay safe guys. Today joining me is Annie. I will let you introduce yourself because like I said, you know you better than I know you. Thank you for having me, Josh. Um, my name is Annie Henderson, and I am a coming out coach for the LGBTQIA community. I also help people pleasers who struggle to say no, avoid conflict, and tend to over apologize. So that's me. That's what I do. And I'm a Texan, as you found out earlier. <laughs> I did. It's funny how we, we, we talked about it. Uh, as you guys know, I'm going back to school and like UT was one of the schools I looked at. So I was like, she was doing a nice little sales pitch of how, you know, <laughs> Texas might not be the worst place to, to live. <laughs> there are worse, there are worse. Like I said, thank you for coming on. Um, I think today's topic is something that won't just be beneficial for me, but for you guys as well. Today we're gonna be talking about boundaries. Because we all have friends and family members, or maybe we're that person who we just aren't really good at setting boundaries or maintaining them, you know? So today, Annie's gonna give us some tips to set those and stick to them because they are uber important. So important, yes. <laughs> All right, so I mean, I can I can tell everybody says it's important to set boundaries, but what do you think some of the most important reasons are to even have boundaries in the first place? Yeah, so boundaries in a sense are a great form of communication right? It lets the other person know what's acceptable, what expectations are for that relationship. I know a lot of us probably gotten into a situation where we let something slide and we think, oh, it's not that bad. And then it just compounds and it gets bigger and bigger and they do something else, something else that kind of grates, gets on your nerves and then you have a little resentment. So it starts piling up. But the thing is, We've just never shared that that, that it bugs us. Um, so I, I mentioned people pleasing earlier. It's a, it's a huge thing, right? We want to please others and make them happy and not hurt anybody. And there's that illusion that by setting boundaries, we're going to push people away. I, I guess I, I feel that way at times too. I feel like if I'm, I'm a super open person, and I'm, I don't restrict myself because I feel like then people think I'm like guarded or I like I'm putting up walls or trying to create distance between me and them. In all reality, that's not always the best for me because, you know, giving, it feels like sometimes I'm giving people too much access to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And so for you personally, what's what's the reasoning? What's your fear behind? You know, um, I don't always put too much thought into it, but I would have to say it started when I was a kid. Just I was a quieter person back then and everybody thought something was wrong. So, but I was like, really, I just thought that me minding my own business, just being the most conservative me in a sense was just the, the best thing for me. But 
people keep nagging. So I'm like, fine, I'll give you more of myself, you know, um, or maybe it was a self-confidence thing. I was a heftier kid. So I was like, you know, in order to get people not to make fun of you, you make fun of yourself or you, you find little gimmicks. And so, like I said, I let people in to see a different, different sides of me, hoping that they wouldn't just hold my weight against me, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you kind of nailed it on the head. Um, a lot of this issues with boundary setting and people pleasing starts at a young age, right? It starts at those younger ages where we're trying to impress friends or please our parents. Um, I have a I have a quote for you that I'd like to see how it lands and what you think of it. Um, so it it goes like this: People pleasing is an unintentional form of manipulation. We do things so other people will like us. What do you think about that? You know what? I, it stings a little. I, it does, but you know what? The truth hurts, but that's okay. Because so many, I was just talking about this um, with my friend, is so many people are manipulative. And like you said, they don't even maybe know that they are or intend to be. You know, like a lot of us have like FOMO. And so like when we know that our friends have like that fear of missing out, and but we're like not ready to go or like we want them to be with us sometimes we try to like go trip them yeah. and that tr that triggers that uh insecurity inside them yes yes like you said it's okay if things trigger us when we these trigger us instead of leaning away or running away it's a great time to lean in and see what we can learn about ourselves and how we can grow and improve well i mean that's what we're here to do we're all here to work on ourselves you know become better partners for us or for our partners if we're in relationships. But like I said, sometimes magnifying glass or shining the light on that insecurity is a lot harder than just going with the flow and avoiding it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So yeah, the people pleasers that avoid conflict, right? We, yeah. we just bury our head and keep going. And, you know, I was I was talking to a, uh, a new client today and it was, you know, talking about with people pleasers, like we can grin and bear it, and you know, it, we can make it work. We can be happy enough, but we're not our happiest. It's not our full potential. It's not what life could be. Um, and I think realizing that, right? Yeah, I can live without boundaries because that's the way it's always been. But what could life look like if I if I try something new and I step outside my comfort zone and set some boundaries? Will people really run away like I fear? Or could things be even better for both sides, actually? I guess one thing that I'm always afraid of or I think about when it comes to setting boundaries is, can you set too many of them? Because I was like, we all, or at least I know a lot of people who are, who are really guarded. It may not be the best thing, but sometimes I do try to push them outside of their comfort zone because I was like, I don't, I'm, I don't know what happened in their past to have made them put up these walls or like these restrictions, but... I'm just like, maybe loosening up could help a little bit. Um, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, like I said, setting them. But do you think you could have too many boundaries? Yeah. So personally, I don't think you can have too many boundaries. But I think the distinction that you just mentioned is important. Is it a boundary, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a invisible line? Or is it a wall where they're just, you know, shielding themselves from any discomfort or any harm or any growth? Whereas a boundary is, you know, it's it's just that invisible line where, you know, it's it can be flexible and adjustable. But like you said, with everyone, you know, people listening, check in with yourself. Is it a wall where no one can come in and out? Or is it something that it's just something 
to keep me safe in terms of all these different areas that that I believe we're gonna get into, right? In terms of go ahead. Yeah, no, it was just I was just like thinking about that and I nobody's ever corrected me and I never thought about it, but there is a difference, I guess, between a boundary and a wall. It was such a little thing that you just did there, but I was like that really just like hit me. I was like, they're different. And because like I said, I was using them synonymously, but you showing me that I was like, like I said, it's massive. Sometimes it's the little things that um, make the biggest impact. Yeah. Well, good. I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, just rephrasing and look, using a, a different perspective and looking at things. And um, like you said, sometimes that's all it is and, and we can shift and move, move along. Now we, you, you said that we can't put up too many boundaries and I, and I get that going on your definition that it's something that can change and it's a rule that we like set for ourselves. But on the opposite end, do you think we could have too few? Oh, yes. <laughs> that one's a much easier answer, right? Yeah. People out there. And I, you know, like I said, I'm going to, I'm sorry. I'm going to say people pleasers a lot because I think uh, a lot of us, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are people pleasers. Right? I feel like we're kind of raised to be people pleasers in a sense, you know? Um, starting with like pleasing our parents and then like anytime we go into a new or a bigger social bubble, there are always new people to please. We're kind of primed to do are that. You, are you familiar with the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz? I, it's, it's actually funny. Um, I was on Instagram today and somebody was just posting about the book. And so I kind of was looking up or skimming it while I was at work today. So, yeah, yeah. So that's a book I have all of my clients read. Um, so very important. And at the beginning of the book, it talks about how we're all domesticated at a young age, mm. right? Where, you know, we're trained to think a certain way and do a certain thing. And, you know, sometimes perform these rituals that as a kid, we have no idea what they mean, right? Like right. the Pledge of Allegiance or um, certain uh, religious rituals. Lots of things where this is this is good, this is bad. And depending on where you're where you're raised or by who you're raised um that can look different from everybody but realizing oh is this just is this a belief that i can now adjust now that i'm older and i can think for myself or what so um back to what you were asking about can you have too few boundaries yes and that's usually the problem right not being able to say no or when you finally do say no to somebody that you have a lot of guilt and then you apologize profusely like I can't do I can't do this I'm so so sorry <laughs> right like you're doing something wrong right by protecting your time or deciding I'm gonna spend this time with family that's huge um, and you know when it comes to having sexual boundaries or material boundaries right if you have a roommate or a <laughs> to put it simply if like my partner, you know, in terms of material boundaries, it might be as simple as this is my toothbrush, this is yours. Don't cross this boundary. We don't share that. That's a big um, thing for me. Yeah. So I can understand that. <laughs> right. There can be deal breaker boundaries, but um, there's all these different areas of, of boundaries and, and they're important for you to know. And it's the thing with people pleasers is a lot of times we grow up people pleasing where we're like, what are what do I like? You know, is this someone else's um, thing that they like, and I've just kind of piggybacked, and now that's my thing too? Or am I? Do I really know myself? Are these my own beliefs and wants and wishes, or 
my parents. And I feel like I feel like that's why I always push people um, that I say college is such an important time in our lives. Or even if you don't go to college, it's that it's that burst, it's that time period right after you turn 18 and like you like leave the nest. I'm a really big advocate for it because it's like some people, you know, it might be smarter physically to stay home with your parents, but I feel like after I've left my parents' my house, that I really got to start noticing and appreciating and finding out who I was as a person. Yes. And so I realized like some of like the boundaries that I had or no- notions that I believed in weren't necessarily my own, but what I had, I had just been drilled into to do for 18 years. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if you, you know much about me, but I was just constantly dating somebody. And, you know, in my tiny town, it was always guys because the guys would ask me and I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then I break, finally break up with one. The next one, yes. Break up, next one. And then the next one was like, you want to get married. So I ended up getting married at 19. Jeez. So even though I went to college, I didn't really. I worked, I went to class, came home, and just, so it wasn't until, and I was married for seven years. Okay. So it wasn't until my late 20s that, you know, I, I got divorced and then got into a toxic relationship. So still was people-pleasing. So yeah. I came out of the closet and still didn't really know who I was was still people pleasing. So of course that next relationship was also a disaster <laughs> until I had that break of that chunk of time where it was me by myself. I got to live by myself for the first time. You really kind of enjoy my friends and, and I was a mom. So be a mom and do things that, that brought me joy. And then, you know, things started to change. Then my next relationship was so easy right? And so flow. And a lot of that was, ah, I was able to speak for myself and set some of those boundaries and have important conversations that I I wasn't able to before. I mean, just hearing that, I mean, that's an amazing story that I feel like so many people can resonate with. I call them serial daters. My best, I think my best friend is one of those people. He doesn't always like to admit it, but I've known him for over 10 years. And I don't think I've, there's been a single year that he hasn't been with somebody. Yeah, and I, I have that same friend. Yeah, and and I was like, but I'm like the complete opposite. I was like, I've been like single almost every year we've known each other. And because I, I feel like if you're always in a relationship, sometimes you don't get the chance to really discover who you are. Yeah. And so like to both sides, I get it. Um, different sets of boundaries, A, because we're different people, but also because I think because I've been by myself for so long that I was like, I know what I, I look for in a relationship because I've been in different ones. You know, I'm not, it doesn't, I'm not always in a continuous one, if that makes sense. So I, I totally get that. And I'm glad now that you're in a healthier, happier relationship. Because I know a lot of people too, I think they call it like Catholic guilt who will just stay in a relationship, even though like things are going to shit, sorry for my language, uh, and they'll just ride it out. And I was like, I just, I couldn't do it. I feel like there's a boundary that I set that like, I have to be happy in my life. Right, even if that's the only one we have. Yes. Like, <laughs> you need to start with one. Start with that one. Yes. That can set the, the standard for the rest of them. That's yeah. beautiful. I'm just in awe right now. I'm, I'm, I'm taken back. Like we haven't been talking that long, but 
these little gems that you've given uh, are already starting to hit me. Do you think there are different types of boundaries, like some that are harder than others, maybe, or? Yeah, yes. So, you know, when it comes, so the Me Too movement, right? And I feel like things are evolving like crazy, but, you know, there's, there's physical boundaries where it's just, you know, this is my space, this is your space. It could be like your yard, right? right. Even though there's, there might not be a fence everywhere, people know where their, their boundaries are in terms of just space. Mm -hmm. um, there's sexual boundaries, whether you're, you know, whether it's work, right? And someone touches you that's not some, in a way that's not okay with you. And um, especially with the Me Too movement, the pressure to, you know, am I going to get fired? Am I going to lose my job? I have to do this to keep my job. Like that's, that's scary. And, and I feel like society is just evolving to a place where like, that's not okay. Right. Like, speak up and we've got your back now, but I'm sure there's a lot of places that are not like that. So it can be scary. There's emotional and mental boundaries, right? In a relationship, my partner knows I'm not okay with her yelling at me, right? You're not going to yell at me. You're not going to cuss at me. Like right. we have our boundaries of this is how we're going to communicate. Uh, spiritual and religious boundaries, right? I can have my beliefs and I don't have to shove them on you <laughs> or anyone. That's and, a huge one. That can be a struggle for parents, right? Um, and even, gosh, even that cello behind me. <laughs> I still have it. Do I still know how to play it? No. Do I eventually want to one day? Yes. Which is why it's still there. But so in terms of pushing stuff on our kids instead of letting them ask questions and learn and grow and make it their own, right? When we shove values down our kids' throats, it's not going to be as authentic, right? I couldn't agree more. Um, I, was like, I think my mom did an amazing job raising me. Um, there's very few things that I would change when and if I have kids. But I think that would be one thing I'd be more conscious of is she, she gave me freedom. But like I said, there, there are, I feel like there are always some boundaries or some principles that we always try to force or in, and instill. And what are the biggest boundaries that uh, I'm calling it a boundary, but it's a, sta a statement that everybody's probably heard uh, growing up. My house, my rules, you know. Uh -huh. That's that's a hard. I feel like that's a hard boundary that a lot of parents put down for like for the kids um, in the household is even if you don't agree with something or it limits your expression. You know, it's it's, it's something that you have to you struggle with. At least I struggled yeah. with. Yes. So yeah. And so another thing, I don't know if you know this about me, but I was a school counselor as well. I did. So all I, these hats you have, all these hats. <laughs> I, so my daughter's 14, um, so, you know, there's there's so much that we can do for our kids. And, you know, first off, examining how we were raised, you know, there's, <laughs> in terms of, I know spanking can be like a, a huge thing. A hot topic for some people, yeah. <laughs> no hot topic. Uh, it's usually like, oh, my parents did it, and I turned out fine. <laughs> um, and I was, uh, you know, my oldest brother was spanked a lot. It did him no good. <laughs> I was still spanked, but I was like, you know, my my kiddo doesn't have to 
like we can talk and communicate and right. I don't have to lay a hand on her for her to learn um, these messages. And she's at an age where I'm, you know, noticing other parents and even my own mom was like, oh, she's about to be a teenager. You just, you wait. And I'm like, I don't think that means what you think it has to mean. Right. Like, I think, you know, she's, she's a mature kid. Like she's, she's smart. We can have these conversations and it's just, it's been the easiest thing. And I think letting everyone know it can be easier. <laughs> it can be easier. Right. But it doesn't have to be that dynamic of, I'm, I'm the boss, I'm going to lecture you, and you have no input right. or opinions. And instead, both sides getting feedback. Because I've never been a parent before. Like, I'm just as new as it is to, to her having a mom at this age. So right. getting that feedback. And, you know, in terms of boundaries with kids, it's, it's important in terms of safety. Um, there's a great uh, resource I just shared, so I'm going to share it here too. It's yourbestfamily.com. So in terms of boundaries with kids, in terms you can make a family tech plan where you start to set some boundaries around technology. So as a as a school previous school counselor, um, it, and as we all know, because we're on social media, there's as a kid that's growing up, there's important boundaries that need to be set to protect our kids, that's like a, what they see and what they're exposed to. And, you know, a lot of parents don't want to be the bad guy, right? They don't want to have their kid be the not cool one because they don't have the access. Right. But in terms of mental and emotional health, um, you know, as an elementary school, there were kids already accessing stuff that, and it was affecting their emotional and mental behavior so early on. So as, as I said before, boundaries, boundaries are great, but yeah, it's a, it's great to check in with, you know, other parents and coaches and counselors to see like, is this a boundary or is this, you know, is this more a wall, more of a, you know, a hard line in the sand where my kid's going to get resentful and rebel because I'm cutting off his or her expression. And I guess that's, I mean, like I said, I'm not a parent yet, um, but what I would say to my parent friends and listeners is, I guess that's one thing that we do, we would have to check in on all the time is, are we setting walls inside our relationships or are we giving effective boundaries? Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I feel like going back now, I feel like the whole my house, my rules situation is more of a wall than it is a boundary because it's something that limits and, you know, it, it doesn't let people to pass through, um, giving the flexibility of understanding each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more uh, it, like cuts people off. It isolates. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe a screen door. You yeah. can still communicate. Yeah. Through. yeah. <laughs> you can open it a crack. It's not something permanent and there's no exceptions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love this show because I've had such a diverse group of people come in and out as guests. And well, now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, you're like the third parent I've had on, but there's always, even no matter what stage of parenting you're in, it, they always just have these perspectives that I don't think of, you know, as aware as I, as conscious as I think I am. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Of course. I, I mean, that wasn't even the reason I picked you. I didn't pick you because I knew you were a mom. Um, <laughs> I, I just, like I said, 
we just chatted for a little bit and I just, something about you just felt like you'd have good insight and my gut was right. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. We'll talk about one more thing really quick and then uh, we're going to take a break. Um, what do you think it means or yeah, what do you think it means when somebody has like really weak boundaries? Because we kind of talked about how, like I said, we, there are so many people pleasers, but do you think people pleasing is the only reason that people might have too few or they give in to their, their boundaries uh, too much? Yeah. So, uh, along with, along with people pleasing, um, usually low self-worth, right? Low self-confidence, right? That everyone else, I need to, to please them instead of, of myself. And like that fear mm -hmm. that hops in of, I'm going to lose family. I'm going to lose friends if I set these boundaries. And I think it's you know, back to, back to the parenting, right? It's great to have kids experiment around and be able to set boundaries, even with us as the parents as good practice so that when they get out there, they know how to do it. And they know, you know, that it's okay. And there's dialogue around it, but yeah, there's usually, there's usually, I, I believe some, some, so low self-worth and low self-confidence and, and that can look different because when I'm, talking to my clients about like checking in on self-esteem it might be oh at work my self-esteem is high but my personal life it's a little bit lower right um so identifying is do i have loose boundaries everywhere is it just with a certain person that maybe has known me my whole life or someone that i have a relationship with so being able to identify those things and and checking in with yourself do i have a low self-worth what are my fears around setting boundaries? And sometimes it's sometimes it's just simply some practice and seeing that, ooh, I set this boundary and they didn't leave me. Like they didn't yell at me. It was it was perfectly okay. And, and they respected it, yeah. Yeah, yes. Well, like I said, guys, we're gonna take a quick we're gonna take a quick <laughs> break and then we'll be right back with Amy, okay? We're gonna slightly switch into a new vein and see if we can bring this around to our motto for this year. So Annie, our, our motto this year has been reduce, reuse, recycle, reduce toxicity in your life and recycle the positivity. Ooh, yes. You know, I, I feel like 2020 was a hard year for everybody. There were just a lot of negative things that we could have focused on. And so instead I was like, I feel like we should recycle and reuse all that love that we were given because you never know how much time you have. That's kind of where that came about. I like it. That's a good, that's an excellent motto. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we'll be we'll be feeling this way all year. Going into recycling the love. How do you think setting and maintaining boundaries can help help form a healthy relationship? I know you kind of mentioned earlier how you know after your divorce, you know you were involved in a little bit of a toxic situation. How? How did you go from that to going into your now current relationship? Yeah, so it was some time alone. Like we, you mentioned earlier, the um, serial daters who <laughs> jump right into the next one before they have been able to take away any real lessons from the previous relationship, right? It's a great time to reflect and see if we are having the same patterns and habits over and over. So for me, it was about a year uh, of space of hanging out with friends and just laughing and having fun and focusing on the positivity, right? I wasn't 
just ruminating all of the negativity that happened previously. And that's when I had to work on my own people pleasing that I had been doing for decades. And that's when, you know, I was able to really reflect. I'm, I'm someone who loves feedback. So I liked asking, you know, friends or family like, okay, what's, you know, what's something positive about me, but what's something <laughs> that I need to work on? And I liked asking that. A lot of people don't like to hear that, but I, I love always being able to, to tweak myself and get to like a new level and how can I improve? Because, you know, as a parent, when I improve my life, it makes things better for my kiddo as well, right? So it's a lot of times people will feel selfish and, and guilty about focusing on themselves and, and self-care. And I would say the opposite. When you do that, you become a great role model for your kids and just for people around you of what's, of what's possible, how to treat yourself and others. That was beautiful. I think that's true. Sometimes we move so fast that we go from one situation to another where you're right, we might not take the time to internalize the lesson that we needed to from a situation which could get, lead us back to that same situation we tried to leave the first time. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. As you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about toxic traits. And what I'm starting to think about now is maybe our traits aren't that toxic. Maybe we just haven't had enough time to process them into something else, kind of purify said traits. You know, I don't, I don't want to leave it too negative. So I like that purifying traits. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of people, especially with COVID uh, slowing down or ending dating for some people for a while, gave them chunks of time. So, you know, the pandemic kind of magnified things that were maybe a struggle or if, you know, if communication was an issue, that issue was magnified during COVID because it did, it did give us the opportunity to, to sit still and to think about it and process. Some people accepted it and worked through it, and some people fought it tooth and nail, and just like you said, they would focus on the negativity and all the things that was that was wrong and bad about COVID instead of saying, okay, there's, you know, there's this time and there's lessons to be learned. What can I take from it? Yeah. There's not much more to say here. I was like, you have been wise beyond my years. Um, today, you've <laughs> at least three times made me stop and have to have a mental rest because I was like, I'm just processing, trying to take it all in. Guys, I hope you guys were able to take something away from all the things that Annie taught us today. If nothing else, just take time and really, really purify those, those traits, really in those lessons that you should learn from each relationship, maybe not in a romantic setting, but each relationship that you're a part of so that you can evolve or you know make yourself better to you know i don't like to think that we're broken but we're always on a journey to become better we're always striving for greatness so like i said that negativity in your life and try to find a way to turn it into a positive and give it back to the world can't let you go quite yet annie <laughs> at the end of the show we love to ask our question we love to ask these questions to every guest that comes on and I feel like I just have to ask them to you too, you know? Uh, so there are five questions. They're, they're fairly easy. They get a little harder as we go. Uh, I call them like a reverse icebreaker. 
instead of getting to know you at the front end, we try to get to know you at the end. Let's do it. So let's do it. The first question that I have for you, I know you're in a relationship now, uh, but what was a really big turn on for you? What attracted you to your partner? Um, her sense of humor. Um, she did have a good style. So instantly it was, it was a little bit of that, like, okay. Um, and of course, once I got to know her a little more, we were the same kind of weird. You know how there's levels of weird? We were the same level of weird. That is such a vibe. I totally understand that because I am awkward as it comes. Yes. Yes. So to all the awkward people out there, there's an awkward match out there for you. <laughs> okay. We're going to flip that coin. What was a big turnoff for you? Uh, I guess just that she was farther away than I'd like at the beginning. Right? Oh. So I got her to move to my tiny town. We were about maybe an hour and a half away. Um, so yeah, no, I was, I was all in. There weren't a lot of turnoffs. We talked about those long distance relationships, uh, episode seven. Um, they're tough, but when you find the right part person, um, you're willing to make them work for a time. And then one person does kind of have to give in and either go to them or bring them out to you. Right. And so I had the kiddo. So she moved this way. We, we built a house here. And then when my kiddo graduates, she gets to choose the location where Listen, we'll, we'll go to next. We love a good compromise. Like it's the <laughs> healthiest thing, guys. If you could go back in time and tell your younger self something about relationships, what would that be? Oof. Everything from the four agreements, <laughs> right? Um, don't take things personal and just, you know, have the boundaries, basically yours. The boundary of I need to be happy. And if I'm not happy, then um, I'm not living up to my, my fullest potential of what life could be. And if if I'm not happy, then surely that other person isn't their happiest either, right? So it's it's not a selfish thing to, to end that relationship and start a fresh one because it could be better for, for both sides. And I think that's important because we guilt ourselves and we stay in relationships so much longer than we need to. That's so true. Uh, learning how to say goodbye is something we all could probably be a little better at. Yeah, yeah. One thing that you feel like you still need to work on as a partner. Ooh. I know, I told you, they get a little harder. <laughs> um, that's a great question. You know what? So my partner is a financial advisor. Mm. So she would say talking about finances. And it's got it's gotten better. It's gotten better as, you know, as I learn things, right? So avoiding finances um, and the numbers, I'm, I'm definitely more of a creative. So looking at those numbers isn't like the fun part of job for me, even if it's going well, I'm like, Oh yeah, I should, I should look at those. Oh, it's a good month. <laughs> and she's like, okay, come on. So that's, that's one thing that, you know, communicating about stuff that isn't really managing out. I I'm right there in that same boat. Uh, if I could never look at a checkbook or <laughs> another bill in my entire life, I'd be happy. Alas, I cannot. The, they're all too real. And the final question would be, what's one boundary that you're happy that you've set for yourself? Oof. Uh, 
But uh, I guess the one that I probably noticed the most because I, you know, we have our phones on us almost at all times is more of a um, people communicate with me. I don't have to respond. Like my phone is always on silent, you know, even for my kiddo. <laughs> I know if, you know, if she's with her dad or with her grandma, she has everyone's phone number. There's someone that could even help her. Yeah. <laughs> if, if something happens, I'll get the news. Having that boundary around how I want to use my own personal time. I don't want to use it for the news, right? My mom will tell me if something important happens. Right. I'll see it on social media. And, you know, I, I protect my, my time. My phone, you know, it can eat up so much time. So knowing what makes me feel good and when to, you know, be able to cut it off, I think that's probably been the best for my mental, emotional health and my relationships. I've had to do that during COVID too, is really protecting my time. Like my time is my time. Working in a hospital is like, sometimes like you get calls at all, like hours you could come in or if you want to swap shifts or, you know, like this, that, and the other. And I'm like, no, like when I clock out or before I clock in, like that's my time. I, I It's for me. You know? oh, yeah. I was like, if I, like, even if I'm on site, if I want to have my earphones in and like listen to Barbie girl or whatever song I'm jamming to at the time, I'm going to do that for four minutes until my shift starts. Yes. Very good. Because people will always try to take a little bit more of your time. Yeah. Right. They, and they know if they know who to ask and who has the weaker boundaries. Yes. So if you're always going to be the one that's going to say yes, they'll ask you. And they, you know, it's no skin off their back. Yes. You'll have that resentment of, oh, I wish, like, I wanted to say no, and I didn't. And that's and that's another little thing. Um, you answered all five questions, but I'm just going to talk about this for two seconds. <laughs> um, saying, uh, I like to, I don't really get angry. I'm a very lackadaisical person. I let it roll off my back. But I have this ideology that I can't be mad at somebody and let them know. I think that is good mindset to have because it's like if people are violating your boundaries or things that you find to be important but you haven't expressed that to them they're not doing it to intentionally hurt you because you haven't let them know that it bothers you so right and that and that probably applies more in the the gray area yes where sometimes it, i mean there's definitely this is no good for anyone. <laughs> you shouldn't do this to anyone out there, right? Right. It's not, we should have to say, but like you said, the in the gray areas of, they might prefer this, but it's a no for me. Right. Um, and like you said, we have to share that, and it's and getting past that fear and getting out of that comfort zone of, I'm going to say it, and we'll see what happens. happens. And I promise it's not going to be as bad as you think it is. And if it is, right, if someone does have a big reaction and they're triggered by you setting boundaries, that's more of a sign that there's an issue with them and not you. you. All right. Well, Annie, thank you for coming on. Um, last words that you would like to share. That keep, keep growing, right? Keep um, to obviously, obviously tuning into this podcast because all of the tidbits and the facts that, you know, we can keep growing. Things can get better. Just like they keep updating the iPhone, right? Right. Like 
we need to be updating every year as well. There's not a, there's never a point where we're like, okay, I've reached the pinnacle. pinnacle. Yes. No, like what's next? What can I work on? And asking for, for that feedback, right. And not being afraid to hear it and um, take what you can from it. Well, thank you. Um, also let everybody know where they can find you because I know I'm not the only person who has questions, um, not just about boundaries, but all, all the all the things you do, you know? Yeah, so um, Josh, are you on TikTok? Okay, so I'm not on TikTok. Um, I have refused TikTok and I probably will till the day I, I die. You know? So I will say this, I just gotta tease you a little bit. There's some good stuff on TikTok. I, as you can probably tell, <laughs> just from talking to me, I'm not a dancer. I'm not the funny person. Um, I just talk to my clients and I get actually most of my clients from TikTok. So like there's some real conversations happening. They're just nice short snippets. So instead of maybe a long podcast, it's, you know, 15 to one minute, um, some coaching sessions right. or hearing from different people. So I'm, def I'm definitely going to send you my stuff. So if you are on TikTok, uh, I am Annie M. Henderson. And then if you are looking to um, connect or set up a free consultation call or find me on Facebook or any of those other things, the easiest place to go is just my website, which is AnnieMHenderson.com. Right. Um, I will also leave that down in the description um, in case we sit somehow. I don't know how. She did it nice and slow for you. Uh, <laughs> but it's a crazy time, you know. We're, we're all rushing. Um, like I said, I'll leave that down in the comments for you guys, the description. And thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Before you leave, don't forget to share, leave a review. Go ahead and give us five stars and answer the question tagged to this episode post because I really want to know what's a boundary that you think you need to set heading into the new year. I will see all you beautiful bachelors and bachelorettes on the next episode of the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad.